Good morning, my fellow Michiganders. Good morning, my fellow Americans. Welcome to the Grassroots Army Podcast. We'll continue to give you up-to-date, accurate, and truthful information as we continue to stand up and fight back against the narrative. Now, we have a huge day ahead of us. And so before I get started into what happened out in California with the battle with CRT, I want to let you all know that tonight at 5.30 p.m., right here where you're watching this live, on all my platforms, I will be doing a live and interviewing Kevin Rinke, former gubernatorial candidate Kevin Rinke, and he has some things to say about uh, the Michigan GOP, Christina Caromo, and what she tweeted out. So I'm going to show that to you here in a second, what the uh, the – Lots of energy is beyond this right now, to be honest with you. But uh, I think 48 hours ago, uh, the Michigan GOP tweeted something out pretty controversial, which it went viral. Okay. And it really upset a lot of people. It fired up a lot of people um, on both sides of the aisle. So I want to bring Kevin Rinke on tonight. He wants to talk about it. Um, and I also reached out to Christina Caromo to see if she would be willing to come on and have just a friendly conversation about what uh, she tweeted and what the Michigan GOP tweeted. So I'm still waiting to hear back from Christina. So Christina, if you get a hold of this video sometimes today, I know it's short notice, but if you would like to come on tonight at 5.30 and discuss what that tweet entailed and your intent with it and have a constructive conversation with someone Someone who disagreed with the tweet, I'd be more than happy to bring you on to give you some time to talk about it. Um, and if you can't make today, just get a hold of me, just text me, whatever you need to do. Um, and I'll make sure that I bring you on the platforms to allow your voice to be heard, because that's what I'm trying to do here, folks, is to give people information, not just come on here and give one side, but really have constructive conversation. And I think that's what we all want to see people's perspective on things. And that's not um, our, that's how we heal not only our country, but that's how we move our country forward. And so I want to continue to do just that. So Christina, please get a hold of me sometime today. Let me know. Um, if you can't make tonight, I'd be more than happy to have you on here in the near future to talk about it. So let's just talk about the tweet that has went viral. And my goodness gracious, when you do tweet controversial stuff like this out, you will get attention. And so let's talk about this right now. She said, uh, obviously, you guys can all read it. Hashtag history has shown us that the first thing a government does when it wants total control over its people is to disarm them. President Reagan once stated, if we lose hashtag freedom here, there is nowhere else to escape to. This is the last stand on earth. Hashtag 2A. Hashtag GOP. And obviously, you guys can all see the picture of before they collected all these wedding rings, they collected all the guns. And she's referring to the Holocaust, which that is a obviously a horrific, horrific picture. So this got a lot of people fired up, um, including the Republican Jewish Coalition um, demanded that the Michigan GOP take down the Holocaust tweet. They felt that it was very insensitive. If you want to read what that article entails, you can just go to Breitbart and it will be right there. And this is what Kevin Rinke tweeted out last night. And so I want to bring attention to it. If you missed it, the Michigan Republican Party released a social media post comparing the Holocaust and the gun legislation pushed by Democrats in Lansing. The post shows wedding bans from um, victims of the Holocaust with the caption. All right, the caption I just showed you, obviously. These types of Ill-conceived outbursts hurt our party and our state. It also gives Democrats talking points and makes us look like extremists. We as a party cannot win without sensitivity and respect versus rhetoric and inappropriate historical comparisons. As a Republican in Michigan, I 
expect more from our state party and its leadership. Okay. So that was a tweet. And I want to make sure that I give both sides. Um, we all know what the Dems are going to think about it. Just go on Twitter. If you want to see what they think about it, you know, they're all running with the extremist narrative and everything else like they always do. But I want to have that conversation within the party because I truly believe that our party has to heal. And we have to have difficult conversations now within our own party. I mean, I'm not even talking about having the conversations with the middle and trying to have conversations with the with the the liberals and Democrats. I really don't believe that we can have constructive conversation with the extremists of the left. That's just my humble opinion. But we have to start the healing within our own party, number one. And then we can create a narrative and talking points to reach the middle and have conversation to allow them to see our perspective. But this infighting is what I'm trying to stop. Because we have a very, very fringe element of our own party, and we have the moderate Republicans, we'll call them, that are like, my goodness gracious, we shouldn't be so fringy because their intent is to reach the middle to win elections. And I see both sides to this argument, to be quite honest with you. Now, do I believe in what she said that we need to stand strong for the Second Amendment? Absolutely, 100%. 100%. I will always stand for Second Amendment. If you guys have been following me, um, I was for constitutional carry. The Second Amendment is there to protect our First Amendment. You all know how I feel. Now, as an activist, I really believe that you can say these things. You can put it out there and really you know, challenge people's perspective on things. But I think, um, do I agree with how she tweeted it in this context as the leader of the Michigan GOP? I don't know. I would have maybe did things a little differently, but I do know that they're trying to infringe on the Second Amendment. That's that's truth. And so but if you're going to put out these type of tweets, be prepared to defend them, um, not only to the extreme parts of the left and the Democratic Party, but also within our own party, because not everybody's on the same page. And that's why we have to have these conversations to heal not only our party, but move our state and country forward. And that's why I'm bringing Kevin on. And that's why I'm hoping Christina Caroma comes on and we can have this conversation to start it. And so people can start to see these different sides of the perspective. And then we move forward. I think that's fair because we all want the same thing. We need to win elections. And for us to win elections, we all have to be on the same page. We have to stop with the infighting and the fringe right element in our own party. They have the mentality that if you don't agree with 99.9% of me, then you're a rhino and I hate you and I attack you and you're a garbage person and you're part of the deep state. That's the mentality. And I'm telling you what, right now, with that mentality, you're never, ever going to win again. So what is your goals? What are you trying to do? That's what we have to have conversations with. We have to start winning. And for our party to start winning, we need to unite. And I know a lot of people hate that word unity right now, which is mind-boggling to me, but we have to unite as a party. So again, Christina, I texted you. Hopefully that you come on tonight. If you can't, I'd love to have you on the show um, in, in less than two weeks when this, this topic is obviously still hot. Um, to just talk about it, okay, and have conversation. But Kevin Rinke is willing to sit down and talk with you tonight, and I think that's great for not only our party, but for the state of Michigan um, and for our Republican Party in the national spotlight as a whole. I, I truly do. So let's get on to the next segment that I want to talk about. This happened in California. And my goodness gracious, this is great. I wish I had time. This happened two days ago, I think on March 22nd, at a school board meeting where they had kind of like a forum. And they were talking about um, a resolution that they're trying to pass to ban CRT, which is a very, very hot topic right now. And so they had this panel come in with experts kind of dissecting what CRT is. And I wish I had time. I'm going to post it on my YouTube channel, and I will post it here. Um, It's a longer video. It's 17 minutes long where Professor Walter Myers 
um, really just broke down. I mean, I learned more about CRT and the history from this guy in 17 minutes than I ever have. And I think everyone needs to listen to what this guy has to say about the history, about the intent. He makes some great points. I don't have time to show it right now in this live, but I am going to post it later so people can educate themselves on exactly what CRT is and the history of it because it's pretty powerful. So I'm going to show a video that happened right after he did this 17-minute talk. Okay. It was 17 minutes long and then the panel started having questions. And so I want to show you all this conversation because I think it's pretty, pretty important. So here we go. Race theory that were meritorious, such as what you stated about Derek Bell. I think we can all be angry about the achievement gap that persists for Latino students, for black students, because they always sell us ideologies and we never breach the academic gap. We're in perpetual poverty cycle, and that riles me up. Esther, sorry to interrupt. Yes. Uh, Jason, those students that left are not to uh, be allowed back in the building. Thank you. So I wanted to go back to what you stated with Derek Bell. What other tenants can we actually teach here in Temecula Valley School District as part of critical race theory? It is in your resolution. It, the theory can be taught. It's right here. I have it in black and white. What else, other than the academic gap, what else should, is meritorious about this theory that we need to pay attention to? I see several signs here about black history, about slavery, about the institution of slavery, about the laws that were institutionalized against blacks that kept blacks enslaved and in perpetual subhuman status. That's a reality. What, what else would you like to add to that? I, I mean, really, I mean, when you, in terms of CRT, I mean, it really only goes back, CRT itself only really goes back to 1954 because it really is focusing on what are the inequities that have continued since the civil rights era, since Brown versus Board of Education and then the civil rights legislation in 1964. It really doesn't go back beyond that. I mean, where it goes back into 1930s and everything is really going back to neo-Marxist ideology. That's where it's going back. So it has, CRT has absolutely nothing to do with African-American history or what happened 100 or 150 years ago with slavery. It has nothing to do with that. It really is about legal, it really is about legal theory with respect to inequities, inequities in, um, inequities in society and Education is only a part of that. They so do it's also still going to be things. taught. So we have several people here that want black history to be taught. So this resolution's not banning black history. It has nothing to do with black history. For the CRT back row. Absolutely nothing Say it to do again. with black history. Nothing to do with black history. All right. Thank you. Could I ask a quick question? Could I ask a quick question? This is a board workshop. Absolutely. So I do have a question regarding that. Um, how would you suggest, because there's, there's specific language that's banned in this resolution, so how would you suggest that a teacher teach about black history or some of these other topics such as the Holocaust without ever using the term oppressed and oppressor? Are you asking me the question? Yes. Well, I mean, we, we were oppressed. We were. Okay, so because so, the resolution states that we are not allowed, teachers are not allowed to teach using the words oppressed or oppressor. So you would disagree with I, I, that? No, well the thing is the I don't know, I don't know what I don't know what I don't know what context is being used, but I I'm, I'm just going to speak for myself cuz I don't I don't know. I'm just going to okay. speak for myself. I appreciate that. We were oppressed. Thank okay? You. We were. Well, let me also So if you're going to teach so if you're going to teach about black history, you are teaching about oppression because we were oppressed. 
I think oppression in this case, they're talking, okay, the context of CRT is oppression with, is oppression with respect to that there's a systemic oppression and that that systemic oppression continues on into today where blacks and brown people are oppressed by a white hegemony. That is what CRT, that is, that is CRT and that is what should not be taught. Well, I mean, we may disagree on that point, but... Well, well wait, I I'm black. I'm black, so what do you mean you disagree with that? I guess my point Okay, is... I'm, the, I'm the one taking this. You can say that all you want. I'm the one taking... I'm the one who grew up black taking the slings and arrows, okay? Not you. May I... That's a fair point. And with that, um, with that, we're going to continue the presentation. So Thank if you, I could, Mr. Myers. If I yes, could just finish. Order, please. We have Dr. Wu So... Point taken. Yes, the school board member. No, do you? Do you? Please. I didn't. I, did I say I spoke for you, ma'am? I didn't say I spoke for you, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I know. Thank you. Thank you. All right. She had another question. Mrs. Barclay. Mrs. Barclay. Uh, so. Question. Then let's bring in Dr. Wu. Ma'am, thank you. Well, I'm just trying to speak about the resolution at hand, which is what I thought we were here to discuss. So that is my question is regarding the resolution. But I do think that um, our panelist does probably agree with me that the way the resolution is written, that teachers should be allowed to use the term oppressed and oppressor. So thank you. I've, I've, may I, I've read may I hop on that point, please? I'm sorry. Just one moment, please. If, if you don't mind. It, yes, I've, the board I've member. read the resolution many times over and over again, and it does not ban any specific language, including any words, including oppressor and oppressed. You can't refer to... No. It bans ideology. Again, here we go. Um... Pretty, pretty intense, and I, I got another video I want to show you that a speaker that was pro-CRT stood up and talked, and there was a lot of commotion and chaos in the crowd after he was done speaking. But again, this is just a resolution that they're talking about, um, that they're having discussion on whether or not they should ban CRT. And again, I'm going to post later Professor Walter Meyer's 17-minute explanation of exactly what CRT is. Um, in the history of it. And I really, really think it's important for anybody who wants to be educated about that is to listen to it because I learned a lot this morning about the history and everything else. And he really breaks it down. But again, just like I said, they're not keeping anything out of the verbiage of being oppressed or anything else. They're keeping the ideology out, which is a big difference because they're still going to teach history. And that's what we said time and time again. We want all the history taught, the good and the bad, because that's how we move forward together as a country is to learn from our mistakes. So talk about slavery, talk about the Jim Crows of the South, talk about all the, the scars in our past so we can learn from it. That's about having conversation. And that's why we have to have these difficult conversations. So before I move on to the last video of the day, before we exit, I want to show this comment about Christina Caroma. So why can't you unite by standing behind her as she is the one voted in? You may not like it, but it's your party, so back it up. Um, I never made any claim, Michael, that I did not stand behind her. However, with that type of mentality that you're not going to question your elected officials, that you're just going to basically fall right in line and just agree with everything that that leader does, I think that's what got us into this mess. 
with not questioning and having conversation. When you are a leader of an organization, you have not only a spotlight on you, but you have an extreme amount of responsibility because when you're a leader of an organization, you are responsible for everyone that's affiliated with that organization, the Republican Party in the state of Michigan. So it's just not about your own thoughts and beliefs. It's about who you're representing as a whole. So I am just bringing Kevin on to have a conversation, and I want to bring Christina on so we can have a conversation so people can hear both sides. See, I'm not calling anyone out. We're talking about a conversation that was started on a tweet to kind of get people into the same room, which I like to do, because that's one thing in our party. Everything's behind closed doors, isn't it? Everything that happens. And when you keep things behind closed doors, when you're not transparent with the people, that's when conspiracy theories start, right? And that's why all these kind of things start getting fuel. And pretty soon there's a big conspiracy theory that even I went through this as I was running for governor, that I was deep state, that I was a rhino, that I was getting dark money. And I've shot those things down time and time again with facts, but they still continue to roll with those things. So again, it's your job, Michael. If you don't agree with your leadership, you have every right to call them out. Again, that does not mean that I don't support her, that I don't back the Michigan GOP. It doesn't at all. And again, that proves my point that we have to get away from this mentality that we have to agree with 99.9% of everyone that what they do. That's not true. Bottom line, I may disagree how this was handled or how this was said. I probably would have said it differently, but that doesn't mean that I'm attacking someone. That doesn't mean that I'm attacking the party, the Michigan GOP. No, I agree, guess what, with 98, 99% of what they do anyways. And bottom line, that's how we move it forward is to have that important conversation. So when somebody makes something that I don't agree with, I'm going to talk about it. I'm not just going to sit back and let the Democrats run with the narrative and paint us as extremists. If anything, I'm going to bust up the extremist narrative by bringing two Republicans on the platform, hopefully tonight, where they can have conversation. How, how great is that? And it just shoots down because guess what's going to happen, Michael? People in the middle who are not affiliated with any party, because there's a lot of people who left both parties right now, and the majority of Americans, I feel, are in the middle. They've left the, they've left the fringe right, and they have left the fringe left, and they're in the middle trying to dis- understand and decide who they want to follow, right? So I think it's important to get this stuff out and to talk about it so the people in the middle are going, okay. I can see where Christina and the Michigan GOP was going with this. That makes sense. Because remember, tweets and emails, you always read those things based off your own belief system. So the Democrats see that tweet and they say, oh, my goodness gracious, she's comparing the Second Amendment to the Holocaust. How insensitive. And they just build on it and they fuel it. And that's what they see. But the other people on the side, the right says, no, that's what's happening. That's what that's exactly what happened. They took away their right to defend themselves and then they murdered six million Jews. Right. So I see both sides. But the problem is, if you don't talk about these things, if you don't bring this stuff to the awareness and have conversation, then we lose that middle. Because I think we all can agree that we want to win elections. That's the end goal of the Michigan GOP and the Republican Party, period, is to find great conservative candidates to get behind and support and get them elected to represent all of you. But if we continue to split up our own party and we have a fringe right and a moderate and we're fighting amongst ourselves and we don't unite, we're going to continue to get our asses kicked. That's just truth. Just like we got our asses kicked in this last election cycle in the state of Michigan. Now look what's happening because our own party was divided. Look what happened. 
Proposal three, we're killing babies now. Now we have the Democratic Party pushing on our Second Amendment and infringing on our Second Amendment. What else is going to happen? Look how they've infiltrated every level of office in the school boards, the judicial system. It goes on and on. You know why they can do that? Because they keep winning. They keep winning and they run with a narrative that we continue to push out that we don't talk about. But we can break up that narrative and bust it up by having an intelligent conversation. You may not agree with everything, just like you may not agree with everything that I say. But they, you know what? That's OK, because even if you only agree with 70, 75 percent of what I believe and feel and say, then guess what? That means we're friends. We're on the same page. We can argue about the 25 percent until the cows come home. But that's where conversation is needed. What's happening right now in our political climate is just screaming on both sides. And the majority of Americans in the middle are fed up with it, this guy included. Okay, so I'm going to bring you to the last video. because I think it's very important that we hear the other side, the pro-CRT side, um, what this guy said, because he had a um, very, very passionate speech. So we're going to end with this. Dear Temecula Valley School Board, I am writing to express my deep disappointment and disapproval of your recent decision to bring in a panel of so-called experts on critical race theory, CRT. It is widely recognized by the vast majority of experts that bringing CRT into the K-12 classroom is just as outlandish as bringing calculus to the first grade classroom. Neither idea is viable or credible. Therefore, it is asinine to ban CRT when it isn't even taught in any K-12 classroom in the United States of America. Your continued blatant, willful ignorance of the black experience in this country is not only shameful, but also detrimental to the education and growth of our children. As Frederick Douglass once said, I say it with a sad sense of disparity between us. I am not included Within the pale of glorious anniversary, your high independence only reveals the immeasurable distance between us. The blessings of justice, liberty, prosperity, and independence bequeathed by your fathers are shared by you, not me. The sunlight that brought light and healing to you has brought stripes and death to me. This 4th of July 30 seconds. is yours, not mine. You may rejoice, but I must mourn. It is a disappointing to see people who have a problem with history being taught. It is not Ruby Bridges who has a problem with history being taught accurately. It is the people who threw rocks at a six-year-old. It is for trying to simply go to school whose grandchildren might learn and see their pictures and recognize their faces as they were throwing rocks at this little girl instead of taking progress. Thank you, Dean. Thank you. Jack Dickinson. Sir, that's your first warning. The second warning, you'll be, you'll be asked to leave. Sir, that's enough. Jack, 
Jason, please escort this man out of the building. Thank you. So obviously it got pretty heated um, and the crowd stood up and they're screaming and everything else. Um, but again, this is where having conversation is huge because as he was leaving, somebody said, well, if you don't like it, you can get out of the country. And I think that was wrong to say to the guy. And he made a statement that his family's been here since 1690, I think he said. Again, it's having that conversation and allowing people's voices to be heard and then talking about it. I think it's huge. We have to start having that conversation on both sides of the aisle with a lot of um, issues and to continue to have it. And just screaming at each other is not going to do it anymore, folks. It isn't. And to kind of combat with what he said, he said CRT is not being taught in the schools. Well, it's been proved time and time again that it is. Now, there's not a class called CRT, but they're infiltrating this kind of ideology in classes that's been proven. And so that is why these parents have started standing up because they started listening on the Zoom calls during the pandemic and they start hearing what the teachers were teaching and they're like, what the heck's going on? And so that is why we have to continue to push back and have these conversations. And look, I agree, teach history, teach the right history. But let's get back to the basics, math, science, reading, and history, and get away from this political ideology being indoctrinated on these kids. That's where we're all fighting against right now. So um, I thought that was very, very important to show today. I will upload Professor Walter Meyer's complete breakdown of the history of CRT um, and how it was developed. It's a very long video, 17 minutes. But if you're interested in that, you'll see that all on my platforms. And obviously today, tune in at 530 5.30 tonight, hopefully Christina Caroma will come on too. If not, she is definitely invited here in the near future. So I really feel that people need to hear what she has to say and the intent behind what she tweeted about the Second Amendment and the Holocaust. Um, but Kevin Rinke will be coming on tonight to talk about it. And hopefully we can get Christina on too. But I will continue to do my part, folks. Um, continue to give you up-to-date, accurate, and truthful information. Continue to have conversation, important conversation, from a variety of different people from a variety of different backgrounds and experiences. And that's how not only do we move our state forward, our local communities forward, but more importantly, our country as a whole. Okay. So keep asking questions, keep having constructive conversations. Um, and that's how we get through this together. So I will see you tonight, 5.30 PM. I'll be on Facebook. I'll be on YouTube. I will be uploading it to my podcast. It'll be there tomorrow, the Grassroots Army podcast. If you don't follow that podcast, you can find it on all the platforms, um, but also it'll be on Rumble too. So I'll see you at 5.30, um, and I'm hoping that, again, Christina, that if you get this, sorry for the short notice this morning, but if you can get on tonight at 5.30, it would be fantastic to have you on. God bless you. God bless State Michigan, of course, and always double thumbs, that beautiful flag in the back. God bless these United States. Till next time, folks. Bye-bye.